Blog Talk Radio. Edition of John Party One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Right. How are you? How are you? Kettle, are you out there? I'm here. All right. How are you? Mind business, Papa Didi. <laughs> Be top of the hour, starting trouble already. Uh, hey. What's going on? Hey, nothing too much. What's going on with you guys? Yeah, you know, fair and meddling as old folks say. Okay. I'm, uh, All right. I think it's meddling. Is it meddling or meddling? Or... Uh, old folks said so much. <laughs> I don't know. They said so much. Yeah. I've heard meddling, middling. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You ever hear when old folks say it's time to go, they say, it's time to win. You ever heard that before? I have heard no. that one. No, I haven't <laughs> heard that one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not mm-hmm. time to win. They would say, let's win or something like that. Another term they would use is, uh, I just got my hair did as opposed to done. Well, yeah, that's an old one. Yeah. Well, I've heard time one. to get gone. Mm-hmm. Well, what is we got to go. Fitting oh, up? Yeah, yeah, well, that's... Go, yeah. That's down below the Mason Dixie line. Yeah, that's old school South. I'm fit to go. Mm-hmm. And I ain't, I ain't no kin. To, he ain't no kin to me. Yeah, ain't no kin to me. I ain't studying that. I ain't studying that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that. That's that Southern talk. Kin, mm-hmm. and they don't drink soda; they drink pop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I lived mm-hmm. in South Carolina for a couple of years when I was younger. It's about oh, that okay. pop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, it was pop. Go get, go get some pop. They didn't say soda. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying sneakers, what they say? I don't know. Tennis, Tennis shoes? shoes. Tennis shoes. There you go. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought that's what they were. <laughs> but is that a southern thing? Yeah, up north is sneakers. I think I, I well probably Down say south both. Is tennis shoes. Well, part of everything. Tennis shoes, sneakers. It all depends on. Sometimes south could be an attitude, not a location. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Anyway, so the initial question tonight is um, the relationship with, uh, what's his name, T.J. Holmes and uh, Amy Robach. Mm. Let's go around the table and ask what you think of that. Now, these are two anchor people on the ABC News, ABC News show that came on. It comes on 1 o'clock Eastern time. It's a very good show. And there's a doctor there also with them. But them two have such good chemistry when it comes to their connection as far as talking and laughing and joking and everything. And they're both good-looking people. But lately, they've been accused of having an affair. They've opened over to London to take care of the, uh, the Jubilee mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And people started spying on them. Oh, and somebody wow. had a picture of them holding hands in the cab. And they're always hugging on each other. They filmed them in a, in a bar drinking. 
I mean, if you send me with my co my co anchor on a assignment, I mean, we're gonna do something together. But then the rumors are back. But they're both married. But they're both separated. And ain't nobody talking about who their exes is fucking. So, excuse me, excuse the expression. I meant to say that. All right. What I'm saying is that our question tonight, our initial question is like. What do you think of the relationship, or what do you think of ABC suspending them indefinite for having a relationship? And notice he's black and she's white. So is this a, uh, is, are they going back in time now? They don't want black men to push up on white women on, on a broad scale, or why why did they take them off the air? And everybody wants to be so gay liberated. Everybody wants to be so you know Me Too movement freedom of whatever but they can't get past that black and white thing it seems what do you think about that uh red one i think from everything that i've seen thus far abc does not have an anti-fraternization policy so as long as there is nothing saying you cannot be romantically involved with your co-worker i really don't see what the issue is I think these are two grown people, and if ABC feels like, you know, this is just too much scandal for them, then if you're going to fire them, then do it and let them sue you. But to sit them down, like, it's almost like being benched. Like, why are you going to bench them Mm -hmm. while you supposedly figure out what you're going to do? Why does it need to be figured out? Mm -hmm. If you got such a problem with it, then, you know... Man up. If it's a problem, you want to fire them, then do it. But I don't understand this whole benching thing because of their uh, alleged romance or whatever. I just feel like ABC is overstepping. What you think, Adam? Um, hmm. I don't want to. Are you familiar like with this. them, Kettle? Kettle, oh, have yeah. you seen them sure. before? Sure. Okay, sure. good. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I just want to make um, sure you, you know. You don't have to. You know. Oh, yeah. First of all, all right. I'm, I'm just kind of upset with both of them because they both were married from what I've read. This is their second marriage, and they have children involved. So my thing is, I, you know, I, I think I would have told the network maybe what was going on, but I guess they were trying to keep it undercover. Um, and I just think it's just messy. And I think maybe that's why they – because it's messy and it's just all over the news. You know, people aren't concentrating on the news, they're concentrating on, on their affairs. I mean, like you said, they, they both grown adults. I mean, don't make it bigger than what it is, but everybody else is making it bigger than, than what it is. You know, that's their personal lives and, and what they do. Um, but it seems like it's affecting um, the network. And so that's why the network said, okay, we're going to pull you until we figure stuff out. Like you said, what is there to figure out? But it's just, I guess everybody's all over the story. And to me, you would think that it would draw people to that station to watch it. Oh, I want to see, you know, they touching if they doing this, doing that. You might get, you know, more people watching, you know. So um, it could be a plus. It could be a win-win, you know. Uh, you know. But yeah, it, that's it could a good be. Point. Right, it could be maybe they asked to be off, um, to to be taken off 
um, they might, the anchors might have asked, you know, that of the network. So who knows? You know, we don't know that. That's my opinion. All right. What's your take on it, Papa Didi? Well, my take is this, and I mean this sincerely. And I'm not, um, I'm not trying to jump on anybody in particular, just like I said at the entry of it. I think that everybody involved that, first of all, blew it out of proportion. Because, first of all, nobody, I, I don't know, I think that the act of a relationship, you have to catch either somebody straight doing something or maybe somebody throwing some tongue down the other person's throat or being very compromised that it can't be denied. Now, all I've seen was two co-workers kind of happy and smiling together and all that. But I think that America hasn't got past that racial stuff yet, especially when it involves a black man with a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And but but then you can't you can't smear the, the you you can't smear the the um, the LGBT situation all the all the way up to the Supreme Court. You know, in what justification? of that and what freedom of that and and they just passed something about the same-sex marriage to keep that in perspective and you can't support all that openly and and gradually the way it's supposed to be but then you just cannot get over a black man with a white woman on that on tv you know what i mean and that's always been the case i mean it finally they barely got past uh what's his name ricky ricardo and lucy uh-huh. Only because Lucy had so much goddamn power, they wasn't even trying to pull that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Ricky Ricardo wasn't a white man. Okay, he was no black man. He was a handolo la 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 da 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 da. You know, he was straight up, you know, Hispanic or Latino. And I just think TV ain't got over it yet. And it's just go to show that even though with the ingraining of putting women in charge of stuff. They may be in charge, but they're not in charge. Because I think the people that make decisions to pull the people based on that relationship stuff or or relationships with interracial people, which which is the undertow of all this, that's some racist ass white man somewhere running that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I and it's just sad because they could be in love. You know, I mean, I think everybody got to get out of the head that they're fucking, and they 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 could actually be in love. You know, and that that's the sad part. And it's hurtful that they have to break off their good time and their happiness and their fun because everybody's saying, Oh my god, oh my god, you think they you think that well, what is he? He's what fifty two or forty eight and she's forty five or I mean what the hell? Yeah, these what are they, not kids. What the hell y'all need? They need permission? So <laughs> I'm just saying, that's my view on it. Okay. You know. Well, that was three different viewpoints for you. So I guess uh, pick which one you're going to go with. They're nice looking couple. Yeah. Don't you think so, Kettle? Yep. Yeah, they're they nice looking couple. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They, it, like you said, they, I mean, you had a good point, Papa. They could be in love. So, um, you know, it might it mess things love. up for them. Yeah. But, you know, everybody don't know the whole story, you know, what's going on with you life or their relationship or husbands or wives or whatever. So 
we as a people need to stay out of grown folk business. <laughs> That's what I say. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, let's get to the rundown. What you got okay. on the oh, All right. We about to get into grown folk business for real? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I'll end focus. Sanima uh, switches to independent, shaking up the Senate. Also, uh, Brittany Griner is finally home, and Paul Wheeler is still captive. And who is to blame for Herschel Walker's loss? Also, our cocktail of the week, what's popping with Papa Didi? My cattle's corner tonight. Of course, we have to lighten it up with the weird news. Camel Pregnant is among World Cup's sidelines attractions. Also, California company hit with $128 million fine over pot gummies. And a Texas woman left 50 pounds of outside the police station. Okay. I'm just uh, saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap-up, I got quite a bit tonight. The kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. At uh, AjamaParty.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. Uh, I don't know how I got in the studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch your steal at airtime. As you, know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happen to show up. Well, what are you talking about? What time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern time, 8 o'clock, Mountain time, 7 o'clock, Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western time. <laughs> East, West Coast time. Right, okay. right. Either way, so if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m. 7 o'clock if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central time. Yeah, we got it all. Seven, seven o'clock if you in. Uh, okay, it's nine o'clock Eastern. Y'all do the math. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. Nine right. o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Right. Okay. Check us out. Nine o'clock Eastern standard time. Nine fifteen CP time. Right. Yep. That's right. CP time nine fifteen. There you go. All right. All right, bartender. Hey, Mister Love. Hey, come on, Mister Love. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo! It's time for In Focus, Focus, Focus. And Kettle, you are on deck first. You get the prize. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope I don't, hope I don't flip off that. All right. Um, <laughs> Sanima, uh, Senator Kristen Sanima of Arizona, she announced uh, today that she would leave the Democratic Party and become an independent. She unsettled a lot of people. She goes on to say, I've joined the growing numbers of Arizonans 
will reject party policies, I'm sorry, party politics by declaring my independence from the broken partisan system in Washington. Really? Um, Still the move by the first-term senator who is facing a likely Democratic re-election challenge in 2024 after angering her party by opposing key elements of its agenda was unlikely to change the day-to-day reality in Washington for the Democrats. Um, the biggest practical effort was likely to be on Ms. Senia's political standing in Arizona, where she would have had difficulty prevailing in Democratic uh, primary. Um, my thing is, how can they do both, but it's been done? It goes on to say, Ms. Senia did not specifically say that she would still caucus with the Democrats, as do two other independent senators, Bernie Sanders, I didn't know that, and Agnes Angus King of Maine. Even as a Democrat, she rarely attended the um, regular party meetings. But her appeal uh, to Mr. Schumer to keep her committee post and his decision to grant it effectively means she will be a third independent aligned with Democrats, preserving their 51 to 49 majority. Uh, that's not like some illegal stuff, but, I mean, you know, Washington, they do a lot of <laughs> crooked stuff anyway. So, Hell, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't think it's illegal, but I think it's kind of messed mm-hmm. up. Yeah, it's kind of messy to me. But um, they don't allow her to do it, so. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that? You should stick with one party? Chuck Schumer or? allowed her to do it, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know how that works. I know Chuck Schumer is going to allow her to stay on the committees that she was on when mm-hmm. she was still a Democrat. Right. It just seems like a whole lot of hanky-panky to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really think yeah. it should be allowed. I think you should. I, I think the only way you should be able to change parties is if you're actually up for election. When you go, when your election comes up, you choose. When you start mm-hmm. your campaign in that election year, this is what I want to be now. But mm-hmm. you know what, though? It's actually good that she is announcing it early because what could happen? And, well, she just want to be a part of that. that she's from Arizona, right? Right. She want to be part right. of that Arizona protection. Because mm-hmm. Arizona is the one state that they still believe in the bull, in the crap. That's yeah. where your girl's from. What's her name? Uh, Lake? or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Terry mm-hmm. Lake. Terry Lake. And she still ain't conceded or nothing. And she still thinks she won the governorship. Come January, she might go sit in the governor's house. I don't know. Because she sure didn't say she lost yet. So, but She's still holding on. The good thing about that is now somebody could run against her that's a Democrat. Yes, that makes sense. Because if you already uh, incumbent Democrat, then you're not going to have a challenge. You know? Or if you change your party than a Democrat because it could be a black person who's trying to be the first whatever. So people could vote a black person as the first whatever and bounce her out. And now she's sitting on independent. So, and also being independent, I think it's harder because now people got to vote for you specifically. 
Because mm-hmm. you go in a voting booth and you vote the straight Democrat ticket, you pull the ticket for everybody. Yeah. But independent now, you got to go, it's almost like, you know, regular no lead or high test. You know, you can put independence with high tests because you're not going to get high tests unless you really want it, right? No, and you, you can get, pay more for it. You can get regular or plus, but you ain't going to get high tests unless you've got a Range Rover or BMW or, you know, mm-hmm. something fancy. So I just hope a Democrat runs against her and bounces her. She's a damn, I used to be that. I don't know why she didn't just switch to Republican. Because the way she seemed like every time no, she don't want to be vote on the floor, she seemed like she was just an undercover Republican anyway. No, she is, that but she don't want to be too obvious. So. I was going to say it would blow a cover. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's going to switch to independent. Mm-hmm. What's that boy's name? Manchin. He's the same way. Yeah, Joe Manchin, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And who gets me? And the one person that gets me in politics more than anybody is that guy, uh, what's his name, Solis? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that got shot during that baseball exhibition game? Mm-hmm. He was all messed up, like taking a couple bullets. And as soon as he healed, oh, my God. Yeah, he got fired up. He was, back, he being, he was back being an asshole again. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Yeah, it didn't take much at all. Well, this will be interesting to see how does it change the balance in the Senate between the number of seats, you know, even though uh, Brother Man in Georgia won, beat Herschel Walker, what's his name, Warnock. Mm -hmm. So that was a a seat gained, but then she comes up and does this. So now it's like, well, we gained one in Georgia, but now we lost one. Right. So we're kind of back where we started for the Democrats. She's trying to be white folks' hero. Because she is white, after all. So she wants to be able to go play. She wants to go in Arizona and play with people. Because if she go in there as a Democrat, they want to shoot her ass. I think she did for her own protection. Because that Arizona is strong. And she said, look, I'm going to have to change this monkey on my back. Because I think as a Democrat, she was a marked person, you know. Well, she ran as a as an independent the first time. I think it was in 2000 or 2004. No, I think it was in 2000. Yeah. And she lost, lost Uh, big time. I mean, she got like the floor mopped with her, and that was as an independent. Then she came back in, I think it was 04, and ran as a Democrat, and that's how she got in. So I guess she, you know, she's done riding with the Democrats now. I think it was in 04 or 14. I don't know. I'd have to check the years. But I know she started as a losing independent, and then she won as a Democrat. <sighs> okay. Anything else on that one, Kettle? No. I mean, she's a, she's a sheep and what do you call it? Sheep and wolves clothes or vice versa? I've got it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's what she is. Uh-huh. We'll see what's going to happen. We will see. We will see. We will see. All right. Well, let's talk about this situation with Brittany Griner coming home. Actually, I I don't want to talk so much about her. I'm glad she got home. 
celebrate that. The release of WNBA star Brittany Griner getting out of the uh, Russian prison camp. Now her family can finally exhale. But what I really want to talk about is the guy that got left behind. This guy, the ex-Marine Paul Whelan, or Whelan, I'm not sure how he pronounces it. I say Whelan. Paul Whelan. Now, he is the guy who's been there longer. He was not free. Now, the president and the folks in the State Department or whoever it is that negotiates these things, they tried. But Brittany Griner uh, was able to get released because um, there was the they were they released a killer spy who was in prison in Germany, and I'm sorry he was considered to be the wait a minute let me let me rephrase it Paul Whelan was not freed uh, Brittany was freed because Russia demanded the release of a killer spy who's still being uh, held in Germany. So when I first was reading, I was like, wait a minute, this killer spy is in Germany. Brittany's being held in Russia. Whelan is being held in Russia. So I guess Russia said, well, there's this spy over in Germany. Uh, If you can release him, then we'll release her and Whelan. But Germany was like, no, we're not going to release this man. Apparently, they call him the uh, the merchant of death. <laughs> they said, no, this dude is the merchant of death, and he's not getting out. We're not, we're not doing that. So they were able to work out this whole swap with uh, some other prisoner, and, you know, it was a whole lot involved, but they finally got it done, and, you know, thank God Brittany Griner was able to finally get home because they had her in like the prison work camp and all of this stuff it was starting to look real bad for her so russia said they were willing to trade Brittany griner for this guy victor bout because they considered that both of them were criminals pretty much they call them like on the same level but russia is correct claiming that whelan is an american agent and they're saying that they will exchange him for a Russian counterpart of a similar stature. Now, they've already said that this guy, Whelan, was busted for espionage and spying and all of that. So they're saying, you give us a Russian espionage spy that you're holding, and now we can talk about releasing Whelan. But the problem is the U.S. is saying, we don't have any such Russian spy that we're holding. So that's pretty much when the deal just went poof. Not going to happen. But what's interesting to me is that I heard so much chatter and have been hearing it since they were talking about Britney was going to be released from all of these folk on channels like Fox and commentators who come up on Fox News Network talking all this stuff about how is, and this is the way they phrase it, How is the life of an African-American lesbian worth more than uh, an ex-Marine who's an American citizen? Oh, yeah, they went in hard. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They went in hard. Yeah, they're trying to make it seem like why why is Brittany being, like, put up on a pedestal more than uh, an ex-Marine? 
you know, he fought for his country and all of this. She's just a basketball. She's just a gay basketball player. Why is she being released? And people, there are people out here that are pissed over this whole thing. But after I did some more digging about who is this guy, uh, Paul Whelan, all this talk about he's a patriot, he's an ex-Marine, and all of this stuff, his family is saying, no, he didn't do any of this stuff. It was all a setup. He was framed. You know, that that's what the chatter is. But here's the background on Whelan. Whelan is a 52-year-old corporate security executive from Michigan. He was arrested in 2018 while in Moscow to attend a friend's wedding. Now he's serving a 16-year prison sentence after being convicted on what the United States says is baseless espionage charges. Now, Whelan was detained by Russian um, Federal Security Service, that's the FSB, in a hotel room in Moscow's Metropole Hotel near the Kremlin on December 28th of 2018, okay? Investigators said that this man is a spy for military intelligence with the rank of colonel or higher and that he had been caught red-handed with a computer flash drive containing classified information. And the classified information was Russian information. Now, this stuff was on him. Whelan said he had only been in Russia to attend a friend's uh, wedding and that a friend of his in Russia gave him that USB drive uh, as part of a sting operation. He says that he thought it just had holiday photos on it. He didn't think it had any secret documents and all of that. That's what he says. So then there was a closed-door trial, and uh, the U.S. diplomats were not even allowed to attend it. The diplomats and all said everything was unfair. Whelan ended up getting convicted of spying in 2020 and sentenced to the 16 years maximum security jail. Now, Whelan also served in the Marine Corps Reserve from 2003 to 2008. Most of the time, while he was in the Marine Reserve, he was an administrative clerk in Iraq. And by the end of that period, this man was dishonorably discharged for charges of larceny and other lesser offenses because he got busted trying to steal $10,000 from the military. So I'm trying to understand why are people trying to wave American flags all over this man like he has is so innocent and has done no wrong, and he's such a patriot, and, you know, why is Brittany Griner being, you know, brought home and this man is still in jail? Well, this man was busted by the Marines, dishonorably discharged, charged with larceny, and I just feel like, bruh, if you stole or tried to steal from the military, you they said lesser charges, so that wasn't the only thing going on with you. How are we supposed to believe you now that you claim and I was framed? I thought it was holiday pictures on that thumb drive. I ain't know nothing about it. A friend in Russia gave it to me. I'm like, come on. There's a whole lot of funk coming up off of this man's story. So for all these people that are upset that Brittany, Brittany Griner 
was able to get a trade and with the prisoners and come home, and this man wasn't. Y'all need to check his background. All Brittany did was have some residue of cannabis. This man potentially was trading Russian secrets and got caught. That's all I'm saying. So all these folks talking all this, well, Brittany, you know, why is he still there? That's not right. He's been there longer. All of y'all need to shut up and do your research. That's all. I'm done. (laughs) But a lot of people don't know that. You know, that's not being told or said. So that's why a lot of people are like, okay, it's a military guy. He should be released, yada, yada, yada. But people need to shut the freak up about the comments that they're making. You know, don't compare. It's just something that just happened. You know, um, I don't know. And for a lesser charge of what she did, the the penalty was ridiculous in the first place. True that. It was. So it didn't make any sense. But um, I guess they're going to try to tear her apart as well. Throwing her background, things she did, didn't do, yada, yada. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. So. Wow. All right. And this is this is what we've come to. <laughs> this is crazy. Pretty much. Yeah, this it is seems that way. Welcome to America. That's all I can say. All right, Papa Didi, what's your in focus tonight? Well, somebody's asking the question: Who's to blame for Herschel Walker's uh, loss? Hmm. Now. Who's not? Let's put it this way. I'm sure there's enough blame to go around. I I guess at my age, I guess I'm an avid sports fan, to say the least. And I remember the days of Herschel Walker. He was a no-nonsense guy who uh, won the Heisman Trophy. He was good back then as a young as a young guy, a young uh, sports scholar. But it back, even back then, he was good until he opened up his mouth. Mm. And when I say open your mouth, he wasn't trying to talk serious back then. That was just the way he talked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's been a did da do dee dee da do da da for a long ass time. But now it's been put on blast and magnified because. He's trying to talk out loud to become a job that is so out of his league. I mean, damn, why didn't you run for mayor or something? Shit. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> well, fucking police chief, being you got that little fake-ass badge. <laughs> you know, but this yeah, man, like, but see, everybody thinks that being the fact that Barack Obama went straight from community activist, lawyer, Straight to senator. He didn't even, you know, like when it comes to going to Congress, you know, did not pass go, did not collect $200. He's like, no, I don't need that. And that's why Trump is pissed off because Trump wants eight years like Barack. But long story short, Herschel Walker was just a a jock. Mm. And a jock that had his groupies and out there messing around, bareback, mind you. Because everybody said they had a little baby, and he was a fertile myrtle. So he's out there making kids like it wasn't nothing. So he was a straight fertile myrtle. In fact, his his sperm came out with, with pictures of babies on it. <laughs> yeah, 
So you knew that she was going to get pregnant. Because, you know, anyway, the wallpaper on his damn sperm. But anyway, all he was was a, you know, good football player, Heisman Trophy winner. He was great in college. But then he kind of leveled off at the wild in the pros. He played for the Dallas Cowboys and all this jazz and a couple of teams that I don't really know didn't do the research on that. But they're saying this was also the most expensive election ever. This election cost over $380 million. Now, who got those? Let's break down who got the money. Okay? <laughs> who got all that money? Okay, first of all, you got what's called street money. Street money is money given to people in a neighborhood that just goes around and knocks on doors and, you know, they call them volunteers, but they get paid with what's called street money. And that term been out in politics for years in the inner city. People, oh, I want to work the polls. Work the polls. Work the polls. Did you ever hear that? Some mm-hmm. of my friends that work the polls, they get paid with what's called street money. Oh, yeah. And street money is money that politicians have that at the end of the day, when they come along to pay everybody, they're breaking everybody off with 150 or better. Minimum 150. Just sitting around and coordinating and keeping it moving and waving in line or checking IDs or whatever they're doing. You know, the street money is the big hustle. Not to mention the networks. All right, $380 million. And just advertisement. You've seen advertising come back to back, back to back, back to back. Now, the network, my goodness, like they need money. Okay? But all three or four of your major networks all clocked about $50 million a piece. Just for the hell of it. Just for, you know, just for the hell of it. And now, that's why these news networks and these news companies, and they're, 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 they're filthy rich, and they're paying people filthy rich, dirty money. If you look up on different pay scale levels and see what people are making, you know, like, uh, what's her name, Nora O'Donnell? Mm-hmm. Nora O'Donnell, Gail King. Is it King? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Robin Roberts. Uh, what's my man over there with her? Michael Strahan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you go over to NBC, you got... Uh, and she came up from the, the ranks. What's her name? Uh, Pop, uh, Papa... Uh, Ah, the one that's with Papadopoulos? No, no. Like, the old lady with uh, NBC, NBC. Hoda. Oh. Okay. Hoda Copy. Hoda mm-hmm. came up in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Hoda was only yeah. a person that used to introduce people. She was like the, you know, like like the, you know, people wave their hand on the prices white when they lift up the oh. curtain for a car. So she mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. a hostess. She was like, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was the backdrop of, uh, you know, people like uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. She would come out with a water bottle like they do on the NFL teams. She was really a in-the-ranks kind of person. And sometimes when you wait around long enough, you know, you can get your, your time. If you just, you got to be patient, patient and consistent and keep yourself up to par and in perspective. True. And, you know, but um, getting back to my, my, my main thought in this here was that this is how all these people are in the news area are making big money. It'll blow your mind you see how much uh, Nora O'Donnell's making, and Gail King for that matter. 
You know, these jokers are making Michael Strahan. Eleven, twelve million dollars a year. Whew, Lord have mercy. You know. Just to talk. Just to talk. Or do his little show, the ten thousand dollar pyramid, whatever it's called. Hundred thousand dollar pyramid. I like pyramid. that show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But uh, the whole thing in a nutshell with all this here is that it it was a it was a mess. And it was another thing too where just to add this, where where white folks was actually accepting a black folk a black person that they knew did not have the kind of intellect that they wanted all in black. They they talk about black folks like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out how to come out of their list and say, who's your Well, I vote, I voted for Herschel Walker. Well, why'd you vote for Well, you know, the world is becoming a mess, and, and, and I think Herschel can clean it up. I'm like, damn, you talk just like fucking Herschel. <laughs> so, how you know, you could tell who's voting for who. So... Well, you know, some of these Republicans are blaming it on Trump, of course. They were saying, well, Trump hand-picked him, Trump backed him, you know, originally, put it, put him out there and said, here's the man, this is who y'all need to get behind. And they got right behind him. Yeah, but Herschel started talking, you know, he started talking a little bit. Yeah. Especially when he did that last debate with Warnock. I was like, man, Warnock, what... <laughs> How'd you let him get that close to you in debate? Yeah, you know? on that first debate, yeah. Herschel did good that night, in my opinion. Yeah, he did. So He had Warnock on the fence, on the, what do you call it, on the road. Yeah, about evicting people that was uh, part of yeah. the church, the church apartments and low-income housing. And tell us about those people you evicted, and, and Warnock was like, well, I did I did. I, yeah, he, I, don't, I really don't know nothing about that. Oh yeah, he back he back one arc up on the wall. All but right. anyway, I just want to just put that out there. All the money just going out three hundred eighty million dollars. This is why your networks are so cocky. Don't give a damn about nobody, and they do what they want to do. They got plenty <laughs> money. Uh, well, that goes down. I mean, uh, it's time. Now I'm confused. It's time for the cocktail of the week. <laughs> Ah, you all right? You, do you need a cocktail? You had too much. <laughs> I, no, I think I need a cocktail. <laughs> you, you got okay. one for me? Can you can you hook me up with something? Sure, sure. Okay. All right. You ready? Cocktail of the week is brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment and Kettle. All right. All right. Buckle up. You're gonna enjoy this one. This one comes all the way from Nicaragua, and it was first manufactured. Um, the particular uh, spirit was uh, made in 1937. Um, it's called the Manzana, M-A-N-Z-A-N-A, Manzana. Um, the ingredients are 1.5 ounces of flor de caña, 12, which is um, a rum from Nicaragua. Manufactured 1937, like I said, and flor de caña means cane flower, Spanish. Uh, 0.5 ounces of um, Amatildo sherry, 0.5 ounces of agave nectar, 2 ounces of apple cider, and 2 dashes of apple bitters. So we're going to combine in a mug and heat or combine ingredients with ice and shake well. Strain over fresh ice in a wax 
glass or a tall glass. And garnish with freshly grated nutmeg. Um, does that mean that you're making one over there, Papa? What's going on? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm following and your this, recipe. Okay, and that's called the manzana. Like I said, the rum is a flory. It's called flor de caña. And that's number 12. They have different uh, ones, like 18, 25. means it's been aged that long, but... Um, yeah, it comes out of Nicaragua. So uh, check it out. I like it. Very good. Very good. All right. Nice festive, uh, you know, cocktail drink for the holidays. Yeah. It's very, uh, well, manzana is a Spanish word for apple. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I noticed there's apple ingredients in there. So, all right. Uh, Thank mm-hmm. you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Going to Papa Didi now. Okay. How Papa Didi, what's popping? Well, I'll tell you what. I would really personally like to go back to that initial topic that we talked about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I'm not going to let the networks get away with that. And I don't know. Who gave who the audacity and the outright balls to take them off the air? It's like, it, under what grounds? You know what I mean? Now, who are you talking about? I'm talking about... Oh, this is the T.J. Holmes and... T.J. Uh, Holmes. What's her name? And Amy. Amy Robach. Right, okay. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out... We have some deeply rooted shit out there. Not to mention controversial, not to mention let he without sin cast the first stone, not to mention just look 10 feet in the other direction, you'll see some other shit since you think you're looking for some shit. Right? Come on. Well. If you're looking for some shit in TV, you ain't got to go but so far. I tell you what, why don't we get rid of Round Belly? Okay? What does she stand for? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Ah, Kelly Clarkson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Okay? Now, this woman cannot wear a dress to save her life without putting a belt on that motherfucker. Now, I don't know. Whether that's a style, a flavor, or what the hell. Or I remember back in the day it was a cartoon called Sinbad where he pulled his belt and get strong. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson has got to be the most. You talking about the girl next door, and I ain't saying that in a, a romance novel kind of way. This girl is just, uh, you know. It's so interesting that she just looks like she's uh when they, you look at the outfit she's wearing, she stands up. It's like she got caught in the middle of a snack. <laughs> she's a mess. But we accept her every day at 2 o'clock, right? But she wears those moo-moo dresses and she'll throw a bell on that shit and say, I'm dressed up. Am I right? But we love her. She can sing. If she can sing, of course. She won, uh, what is it called? 
American Idol. She's the first. She's the inaugural, initial first winner of that. Okay? But she got fat. Okay? She got fat. Okay. And we need to make it a crime because we're making a black man date a white woman a crime. Aren't we? All day. We couldn't accept the fact, well, when we when they were together, nobody knew anything. Oh, look at them. Boy, 1 o'clock, I can't wait to turn them on. He is such a smart guy, and she's such a nice-looking girl. Well, maybe they both seen that same shit in each other. How about that? If the public liked them, why don't they? Why can't they like each other? And hell, y'all the one to send them to fucking London. All expenses paid. Sleep where you want to sleep. You know? Did anybody say, all right, man, when you go to Florida, look, you need to sign here. We don't want no fraternizing. We don't know that. No stinky, no stinky fingers. No anything. You know, they they haven't signed none of that. And they went to London, landed, and, it's, and London's a 12-hour flight. And what do most people do in 12 hours in the air? They fucking drink, right? What would you do if you was in the air for 12 hours, Kettle? If I did what for 12 hours? If you was in the air, if you was in the air for 12 hours flying. <laughs> I can do a whole lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> you'd be drinking. I can't, I can't, uh, yeah, I'd be drinking that too. You'd be drinking. <laughs> and them two uh, went to London. Yeah, that too. <laughs> and them two went to London together. So they drank. And they got over in London. And they, and nobody else, and I think the rat really was a mole. I think it was somebody that works for the network. That got jealous, probably, you know, some white cameraman for them, you know, mm-hmm. who saw them together and frolicking and all that. And this this man can't buy a date, the camera guy, you know. Mm. He lonely as shit. He's just, a, you know, he's whacking his putt every night in the hotel room. So, you know, he ain't getting shit. But he looking at them having a time of their life in London just celebrating and looking at the fireworks and he's holding her hand and they're both looking at each other and the cameraman's on the side saying, damn, ain't this a bitch. I'm in London doing my thing. I can't even get a date. I can't even get a date. So it had to be some kind of mold that turned them in. It had to be a network person that's close enough to get them close-up shots. But it just goes to show you, and I wrap it up, that racism is alive and well. And the most, the ultimate racism situation came into play with them. A black man with a white woman. That shit is so fucking forbidden in America, it's not even funny. Wee. I'm going to leave it at that. Wee. What's up with that? What's up with that? Well, cattle? Are we going to Kettle's Corner tonight? How you with us? Kettle's thinking about it. Kettle, are we going to Kettle's Corner tonight? Uh, yeah. Can we take a little CC? I'm kind of parked. So I'm going to get oh. one of my cocktails. Okay. She got to get a, a manzana. Did she say she was perched? She was parched. <laughs> She's perched on her <laughs> She's oh, been perched, wow. and oh, now you, she's parched. Oh, is it your perched on your perch or your perched on your parch? Uh, I'm both. I'm perched and I'm parched. Uh, you perched? You I'm, guys. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to keep it moving on the other side of the break on the Pajama Party Show. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments that I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi, and the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is the ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Get it in. Ooh, how was your manzana, Miss Kettle? It was perfecto. <laughs> oh, muy bien. All right, it's time for Kettle's Corner. <laughs> got something for us tonight. What you got for us tonight, Kettle, in the corner? Oh, I got some special music, too. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, someone writes to us, and they're talking about a wedding, so let's get into the, the letter. Uh, the letter reads, my brother and his fiance just informed the family they are planning a destination wedding in Thailand. They are not from there as... Uh, they're black family, and the family can't afford to travel like that, and he knows it. So our parents told him it's a stupid idea, but his wife-to-be wants the wedding there. He expects, he expects his elderly uh, fixed-income parents, all, his all sisters, aunts, and uncles, to find $3,500 each to be there since he's the only son. So... And he goes on to say, I can I can handle the cost for me and mine, but I don't want the family to feel bad if I go without them. Uh, what should I do? Wow. So, so the wedding. Keys, right? mm-hmm. So the woman wants to get married in Thailand. Right. And the family's going to have to pay $3,500 each. To go to this wedding, right? He's the only son, so he's like, okay. I, I guess he feels like he's gonna be left alone. I guess so. He wants his family to be there, so. And but his they wife said they, they can't afford it. Yeah, but, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So the wife lives in Thailand. No, she said the okay. The wife. The wife is not from Thailand, right? You said that the it's a black family. Nobody's from Thailand. She just wants to be married in Thailand. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I think they need to listen to their parents and go ahead and get married. And then if they want to go to Thailand, you know, for a honeymoon or something, if they got it like that, then go. But why they try to? Why are you gonna make it a financial strain on your family if you know your family don't have money like that? I don't understand that. Is it his fiance just being selfish? Either that, or she's bushy. 
and this is what you want. So, I mean, you know, he can come from a different, you know, uh, well, type of family or financial um, situation, and she may come from another one. Who knows? Her family may have money. So, you know, her thing is $3,500 and it's nothing. Oh, well, maybe let's, they let's better stream that thing. How about that? <laughs> let's get a man's point of view. What do you think, Papa? Hmm. You know, I tell you, that's definitely a segue to uh, to my latest segment, Living for the City. You know, family is a real interesting situation. You know, it really is. It all depends on the the head and the lead and who's the lead and who's the head and and how much they want to, you know, apply themselves. Because then you got the, the, na- the na- what do you call that expression? What, the naysayers? The naysayers that oh. want to say, well, why are you doing that? Why are you pay all the over there? I don't even like it that much. Then you got people that just want to get away to more venture, more adventurous members of the family. Shit, fuck it. It's a trip. As opposed to thinking of it as just a wedding. But then the haters are the ones that are low on cash and all. But you can't really obligate anybody's money. The first thing you got to do is know the re- you got to read the room. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When people come up with things like that, that's not just a Thailand thing. You got people that get invited to their friends' weddings in the Caribbean. And they just say, I know it. Oh, we get married in the Caribbean. And I went, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and it's good conversation six months before <laughs> but they're not really that close and nobody really planned and all of a sudden the wedding is like maybe a month away an old girl saying uh, y'all get y'all a ticket and these are so called maid of honors yeah <laughs> yeah crazy yeah that happens yeah so I'm saying in a nutshell that uh, you know it, that's that's hard to do. Obligate somebody to travel to do something that really don't benefit their ass. Or, and that's a long trip. How long yeah. does it take to get to Thailand? Like I say, another 10, 12 that's hours 20, on the airplane. 18, 20 hours or something. Mm. That's a long trip. All right. I, I don't know if we helped her any, but I would say this. If the woman who's writing, she says she can take care of her family going, her immediate family. I would say mm-hmm. within go. Go, support your brother, be there for him, and tell the rest of the family that you will live stream it from your phone. You can Facebook live it or something like that so that mm-hmm. they can still enjoy the wedding if they cannot afford to go. Yeah, but you know, though, you know what brings that, you know what happens with that, and I look at it myself in some of my own situations, is that people that you consider the rest of the family, they seem to always be in that particular zone of the rest of the family. You know what I mean? Especially if they're the ones that always and genuinely can't afford a trip, you know? Yeah. And the ones that can, all of a sudden, they start thinking the other ones, well, shit, they wouldn't spend their money. If they wouldn't spend their money on no bullshit, then they'd be out of go, you know? <laughs> and they may not even be spending their money on bullshit. They just ain't got it. Yeah. You know, and, and you, she said in the letter that the family does not have money like that. They cannot exactly. afford it. But, so I feel like if you really wanted your family to be there and be part of the wedding, 
then get married local somewhere where they can. And then y'all can fly off to Thailand afterwards and live it up. All right. Well, let me just say this one last thing. Do you think they should compromise because they can't go? This may be a dream wedding for them in Thailand. Might be a big deal for them. So, like you said, they might have to live stream it or maybe try to send some of the family members to go. Or, you know, the ones that can go, go. If you can't, then, you know, that's what pictures are for, you know. Oh, you you know what? I mean, not to belabor the topic, but it just occurred to me, then have another ceremony in Thailand. People do that all the time with these destination weddings. You have a wedding at home, wherever you're from, so that your family can all be there, and then you go halfway across the world, and you go have a ceremony there so you can be on the beach under the the stars and all of that stuff, and you just do that. Mm-hmm. So you can still kind of have what you want. You just won't have the whole audience there. Right. right. I, I just feel like there's ways you can, you know, compromise. I guess the question mm-hmm. is how important is it to him for his mm-hmm. family to be present? Yeah, there you go. Big $4,000 question. You're going to leave it at that. Yeah, because he's sounding whipped already. But all right, oh, I'm going to let oh, it go. Oh, 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 oh. that whip. I'm like, wait a minute. Is she calling the shots? Like, what's up? Okay. All right. I'm off of it. Weird news. Weird news. Keep Lighten it, it up. Lighten it up. All right. Lighten it up. I got the camel pageant story. This is out of Qatar. Like all good pageant contestants, Nazas displayed not only dazzling beauty, but also poise and grace. She batted her eyelashes and flashed a toothy smile for the TV cameras at the Mazayan World Cup, which is a pageant held in the Qatari Desert about 15 miles away from Doha, where the uh, Soccer World Cup is going on. The event, which was designed to bring cultural awareness to World Cup visitors, was sponsored by the Ministry of Sports and Youth in conjunction with the Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, uh, the world, the local World Cup organizing committee. Nazaz was one of 15 camel, camels who competed for the crown, parading by fans while wearing bejeweled collars and draped with strings and gemstones. I would love to see this picture. They dressed that camel up. Uh, These events are held regularly throughout the Middle East where the people have connected with camels for generations. Visitors are greeted by a camel jingle, welcome to the camel competition, and they're served karak, which is a spiced tea with milk. Owners and their families sat in the air-conditioned luxury tent with red velvet chairs and a glass wall so that they could watch the competition. And I'll tell you why they have a glass wall. If you didn't know, camels spit, and they can get some distance with it. So they do all of this behind a glass wall so when the camels spit, they don't spit on anybody, just so you know. So the main attraction was the purebred female camels, and the competitors make several passes in front of a stand full of fans cheering for their favorite camel. And there's also a camel milking competition with the prize going to the camel that produces the most milk. So there you have it. 
the camel pageant, the camel milking competition, the jewels, the pageantry, wow. the thrill of it all. So everything is behind the glass. <laughs> behind the glass to avoid uh-huh. the spittle. Okay. I didn't realize that camels were milked like that. I, I did not know that. Mm, learn something new every day. Look what we learned today, Papa. <laughs> hey, there you go. Something new every time. All right. Over to you, Kettle. What's your weird news? Uh, out of California, a pot company has been hit with a $128 million fine for illegally producing millions of cannabis gummies. Oh, oh my. Uh-huh. Um, a Los Angeles judge ruled that the makers of the popular Cushy Punch gummies are, were guilty of illegally producing cannabis products at an unlicensed L.A. facility. The illicit goods were worth millions of dollars. The judge ordered the company and its executive to pay $120 million in penalties to the state. Wow, they didn't pay good times. The fine stems wow. from a uh, 2019 investigation in which the state found that uh, Vertical Bliss, the company formerly behind the Cushy Punch brand, had illegally produced 3.3 million cannabis gumbies worth Jeez. a combined $64 million. Um, That's Vertical a lot Bliss, of it is, had a state license to produce cannabis products at a facility in the L.A. County town of uh, Chatsworth, but an anonymous tip led investigators to a second facility in the nearby town of Canago uh, Park. Uh-oh. So the Canago yeah. Park location was not permitted by the state to produce the cannabis. Um, so uh, that's why they got fined. <laughs> that's crazy. They try to do stuff illegal. It ain't going to happen. More gummies, more right. money. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's a whole mm-hmm. lot of gummy mess. Yes. So. And how much did they, you say they got penalized? $128 million. I mean, but they probably made billions. I mean, if it, the gummies were worth $64 million, um, they probably made 10 times that. Who knows? Wow. But, uh, yep. Okay. So we got camels and gummies. And up to you, Papa D. What's your weird news? <laughs> you going to add me. to the weird news? No, this is crazy. It says the Texas woman left 50 pounds of human poop. Human what? poop? How the fuck did she... <laughs> oh, gosh. How That's did she lot. collect that? But how, where did she get it? That's frightening. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good question. How do you collect that? 50 pounds of poop mm. out of 600 toilets. Or whatever, but uh, okay, she left it outside of it. Okay, let's read. Let's see what this is. There's been many strange stories about poop over the years, some of them even about human waste. But, all right, the sheer scale of the effort one woman in Texas went to this week stands out. 46-year-old Mindy. Mindy, okay, she's got a middle name, so she's famous. Mindy Jeanette Stevens, okay? left three buckets full of approximately 50 pounds or 15 gallons of what she said was human poop wow. outside the Electra Police Department Thursday. 
All right. For her efforts, Stevens has been charged with one count of illegal dumping of more than five pounds, but less than 500 pounds, which is a Class A misdemeanor. Okay. She is the wife of an assistant fire chief in a lecture. Uh-uh. Okay. And this reportedly came out of a conversation she had with a police lieutenant about buckets of human shit. Now, at approximately 4.30 p.m., Officer McCarthy observed on the police department's security camera someone putting something outside the front of the police department. He went outside and discovered three five-gallon buckets of what appeared to be human waste. Did he smell it? He saw the person in an all-white hazmat suit with a yellow mask walking back to a tan SUV with a trailer. Now, that don't give your ass away. Wow. Okay. So he asked uh, what they were doing. And the female now, underneath the hazmat, stated that the buckets were human shit. And she was dropping it off. And they got in the vehicle and drove and drove off. She said, I'm dropping off. Like, like she's fucking you. Yeah, what are you doing? Like she's, I'm dropping off these buckets. Like she's UPS or Federal Express. Yeah. Anyway, Officer McCoffrey came back inside the police station and informed Lieutenant Kramer, who reviewed the security camera and recognized the voice. The voice. See, audio is just as good as video. There you go. Recognize the voice as being Mindy Stevens. Mm. Okay. Voice voice dudes him speaking with they must have printed this wrong. The voice uh the voice viewed him speaking to him earlier. Do you remember speaking to her earlier that day about the book of human shit? So she talked about it with him earlier and now recognized the voice on the video. Anyway, Stevens refused to come pick up the buckets. So she was uh, prosecuted in the uh, Wichita County Jail Thursday and released Friday after posting a $2,000 bond. It is unclear how she obtained 50 pounds of human pee and why she left it on the police door. Now, that's very interesting because it doesn't, doesn't have a moral, it doesn't have a plot, doesn't have a motive. And where the hell did she get 50 pounds of crap? And why was she talking to him earlier about mm-hmm. 50 pounds of human crap? And wow. she got all that distinguished stuff. You know, I mean, the, best, the worst thing you could do is take your, your vehicle to a crime oh. you're about to commit. Exactly. You know, now you're running back towards your red car, you know, that you got, like they said, uh, with a trailer. Unbelievable. So. I tell you. And where was this again? This was in, looks like, uh, what did it say, Electric well, County. Well, wherever it was, I'm putting Mindy Stevens and her poop buckets on the kiss it list because she's nasty. I'm assuming it's Kansas. Oh, okay. Well, she's nasty. Texas. Texas. Texas? Okay. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, Texas, yep. Yeah, it's right on top, excuse me. I'm looking right. at Wichita and I put Kansas. <laughs> Okay. Indy, you are nasty, and you're on the kiss it list. Texas gets a lot of stuff, don't it? <laughs> yeah, in buckets. Texas and Florida, they get they get it all. 
They get a lot right. of shit, don't they? Okay. Yeah, they do. 50 pounds left in his bucket, I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Take well, a little CC okay. and we're going to keep rolling. Oh, hey, do we have to? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Slow down. We're doing good on time there, Red Wine. My goodness. Oh, oh, oh. Lord, mercy on my soul. How many chickens have I sold? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on that note, let's take a break. Let's take a break. And we'll be back on the other side. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step. And I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the Kitchen List. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to John Party One. Your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. A bonsoir, darling. Right. Get the spirit up. Get the spirit up up in this. Okay, so now can I go? Yeah, we got red wine with her segment called, uh, what is it, Living for the Sea? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thank you anyway, Papa Didi. I don't have much. But tonight, I'm just saying, natural is beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's my topic. Natural is beautiful. I recently read an article where First Lady for Life, Michelle Obama, Lady. said that she never wore her hair naturally while in the White House because she believed that some Americans just couldn't handle it. Too and it's a sad commentary, but it's probably true. There are some people in this country who just seem to freak out over black women's hair. And, well, black men, let me just say black hair. They just freak out over black hair, especially when we wear it naturally for the women. Lately, Mrs. Obama has been wearing her hair in beautifully braided styles. Have y'all seen her? She looks fabulous. She sometimes has it, like, in braids. It'll be in a bun, and sometimes it'll be, like, over to the side in a braid all together or hanging. I'm so proud of her. She looks fantastic. But it's sad that people try to judge your hair and think, if I see a certain style on your hair, then that's who you are. And they try to basically judge a book by its hair in this case. And that's problematic. Because, you know, just because if a woman has her hair in braids or if it's locked, if it's a buzz cut, if it's long, pressed, perm temporary, or bald. It doesn't mean you know anything about the woman who's on the inside. And that's the thing that people seem to lose. You try to look at somebody and say, oh, she's one of those. Mm. One of what? If I wear my hair locked, what what does that mean? I'm one of what? 
or if my hair is cut really, really short, or if I'm bald, I'm one of those. One of what? But people do that. You know, the thing they don't understand is that black women can change their hair quicker than folk can change their mind. We could have red a red afro on Monday, black locks on Tuesday, uh, something swept to the side on Wednesday and a whole nother color. It could be rainbow by the weekend. You know, because that's just what we do. It's part of our, like an extension of our style and our flair and our flavor. Because that's how we are. And I think that's why we fascinate white people so much. Or I should say non-black people. Because some foreign people are still tripping about our hair. They want to touch it. They want to ask you questions. They're just fascinated with it. And sometimes they make you feel like you're some kind of circus sideshow when you go someplace and they're like, oh, your hair is just, what? how, how do you do that? How, does it take you very long? And for some women, you want to just say, I just put it on and then I take it off. It ain't no big deal. But you don't say that. You just say, hey, you know, that's just how I am. You know, I'll thank you and you keep it moving. But I think Mrs. Obama should just, if she, when she was back in the White House, I would love to have seen her show up at one of those state dinners rocking her braids. I think some of those little stuck-up, stuffy people would have fainted right on the floor. They would have been getting the smelling salts out. But she would have just freaked everybody out. I think the people who know better would have applauded. But all of those people that are simple-minded, they would have talked about her so bad, they'd probably still be talking about her. But I respect how she was concerned about, you know, keeping a certain demeanor and a certain look so that people wouldn't lose their minds over her hair. She's always been a very elegant woman, and she's a good example to all of us. She's shown us that there's a time and a place for everything, and right now is her time, and everywhere is her place. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, natural is beautiful. You go, Queen Michelle Obama. I love it. Rock your braids, lady. You got to look up some pictures of her lately, man. She looks so beautiful with her hair natural. All right, but when's she going to wear Angela Davis' afro? Well, I can't answer that, but I'm just saying, she's been rocking the natural braids. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for my time. Uh, you yield my time. I'm yield my time. Uh, I'll yield my time back to the gentleman. Okay. You know, I heard something today city. that I didn't know whether it was based on age or I don't know. I'm not going to use the word addiction or alcoholism or anything like that. You know, but it was a sad thing today that I heard. I just heard it today, and I happened to turn it on, and and I heard it. It came in in the car when I was in there. You know, I'm listening to XM Radio, and uh, on that, I think it was on the, uh, I think it was on the Groove Channel. Even that was Soul Town, one or two. They were interviewing Chaka Khan. Mm. Okay? Now, this interview today, and I mean it sincerely. And I'm not putting her down because that's my girl. She put some good stuff out. But, man, that, that interview with her today, it it was strange to hear. You know, because she was very, um, it doesn't seem like she was in control of her faculties too tough. And oh, she, wow. when she was talking, 
it's like she didn't remember like anything. But we, but we have to give her credit because we we expect so much out of our out of our you know our our artists, uh, people that we love, and they they try their best to satisfy us and whatever. But they were talking about where the, the gentleman I think his name was Cayman Cayman something on the Sirius XM the DJ mm-hmm. Cayman Kelly I think his name is yeah. Yeah, he was interviewing her, and, and he asked about all the different songs. You know, where did this come from? How was that inspired? Uh, she said, well, I really, I don't, I don't really know. I, I kind of forgot that. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, uh, I was just, uh, it, it, some stuff she remembers, you know, like I'm Every Woman. She said she got that from, she said, back then, people would send tons and tons of cassette tapes, and she would go over them. She said most of the tapes that she accepted and did covers on was the ones that, uh, Ashton Simpson wrote, oh. and Ashton Simpson wrote "I Am Every Woman." That's their song, and uh, she emphasized that. And she talked about the men she dealt with and been with. And she said most of her boyfriends in life were white men, for whatever apparent reason. Maybe it's just the crowd that she kept, and all that because she was with that guy, um, uh, the one that sings "Higher Love." Bring me a higher love. They were together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway, uh, but when she was talking, it's just maybe the fact she's getting old, but a lot of stuff she couldn't remember. She was trying to remember different stuff, and, and he was asking a lot of heavy questions about each song, but he but he dropped all her powerful hits, you know, I Feel For You and, you know, and, and uh, everything. And she was trying to remember stuff. Of, and, and, and But it just goes to show that with any entertainer, they have to be quick on the draw all the time. People expect them to be great every time they see them. But you have to understand, these entertainers have performed so much, you know? It's almost like you go in a doctor's office three months after you've been there, and we go in a doctor's office and we start start talking about our last visit. And the first thing they could do is turn to us and say, okay, when's your birthday? You know? Yeah. Because they done forgot who the fuck we was. You know, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you just stuck your finger up my ass last time I was here, and you forgot me? You know what I'm saying? So it kind of gets like that. You're like, wow, how do you forget me? You know. But I wanted to speak on that for a minute because that kind of caught my attention. But the main story I had in in, 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 uh, in in my queue tonight to do was, was family. You know, and I wanted to speak on family because I think family is getting to the point where where it's almost getting so much out of hand. And when I say out of hand, I don't mean violently or nothing like that. But it just seems like everybody is, like, not on the same page. And I think we have to sometime now get a, how are we going to rectify this? And I think the only way to rectify the family today is that we got to go military style. You know what I mean? We got to go military style based on the rank and file, especially if we have an older family. You know, and I'm, I'm going to run this by my own family one day if I get the fucking nerve. Anyway, I'm going to ask them, can we run the family military style based on two things? People's seniority in the family, and not just seniority, but what they bring into the table and how much stock they got in it. Because we got to look at our family as a big old estate, which it is, you know? Mm-hmm. It's in the state of your parents. It's the estate of the individual, you know, because after your, if something happens to your brother or sister, 
and they were married, then, you know, it, it, it'll get, it'll, it all depends on how things work or how things, stuff may fall back on you, you know? And now you become the soul of whatever or whoever. And we need to find out where people's rank and file stands, what they bring to the table, and how much they are in the game, you know, with their dedication, with their resources, you know, and with, with everything. Because, you know, you can't move forward unless people are paying attention. And this is with every family. And families take so many twists and turns with in-laws and outlaws and bylaws and, you know, you name it, baby mama drama, old boyfriends, old girlfriends, everybody who thinks they got stake in the whole thing that has to do with the main dog, which is the the grandparents as old as we know them and our actual, our actual parents, and people like that to set the trend and lay the groundwork. Where is everybody now? Because now it drops down from siblings of the parents to the first cousins who's in the same age group as the siblings of the parents, which means the brothers and sisters of the parents. And then after that, you got that whole kangaroo court of the nieces and nephews. Okay? That's a whole nother section of the zoo. All right? And, and it's like, wow, how do we integrate now the nieces and nephews on this? And not to mention the great nieces, the nieces that have children. Now they're old enough and they're walking around. You know, your nieces, your niece's daughter is 16 damn years old. You know, it's like, damn, fuck, where's it in? You know. So it just needs to be a seniority base. And then based on that, where does it go after that seniority? Who's lined up to do what, get what, and do what, and where does it go from there? Because the legacy can't go on unless the legacy is set. There has to be groundwork. There has to be a blueprint. And there has to be a tree developed based on because – you know, the people that are gone are gone. And we have to see who's, who's going to maintain the legacy. Because the legacy is so goddamn important. Because we can't rely on the people that's out there doing crazy shit in our family, making babies by somebody they don't know. And now your family don't went in a whole fucking other direction. Because your first cousin and fucked the girl got her pregnant down in goddamn Cleveland somewhere. And nobody don't never see that niece or that little nephew or whoever. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's how the family just pew! Way off in another direction because somebody didn't, you know, shot the bullseye. And all of a sudden, the girl he's going with, where's, where's, where's Karen and my little nephew, Billy? Well, I don't fuck with her anymore. I ain't talked to her in six months. I don't know what the fuck going on. But they, they, they're forgetting they made a baby who's now your third cousin, you know, and it's like, wow. So I just think that the, 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 the board of, uh, Governors in the family has to be set, especially amongst the older people first to see who owns what, who got stake in this shit, who can make the decisions on shit. And anybody else is just poking their fucking head in the door. You know, they just get the crumbs that you give them, just like the bird gets the worm in his little kid's mouth. And he pulled the worm out of his mother's mouth. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just putting that out there. And, you know, that's where our families are today. You know, if anybody's family like mine, we're just all fucked up. Anyway, that's it for me. That was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. That was a lot. I understand what you're saying. What are you going to do? Oh, did you? You figured that out? Yeah. Good. I understand. All right, where are we? Oh, we're down to the Hollywood wrap-up. 
Are we, are we CCing Kevin? Where are we going? Yeah, that's yeah, let's CC for a minute. Yeah, let's CC. See? Why did you ask her? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you got to get him ready gonna, for my uh, my intro. Nope, nope. Uh, I was, was going to kill you, you up. And he said, come oh, but Carol, you want to CC? <laughs> All right. You see what she likes uh, to be. What's the, what's the woman's name on the Beverly Hillbillies? Oh. Annie May? Uh, El- Ellie May. Ellie May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been a filmway presentation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. <laughs> Brought to you by. And we'll be back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up on the other side of the This break. is the Pajama Party on Blog Talk Radio. The Pajama Party is produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment at www.dchomegrown.com. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved just for you at the Pajama Party. So call us now. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Log on to www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner or call 914-803-4306. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. Is it tea time, darling? All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm here with Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Good tonight. <laughs> Are you ready? Ready. Five, four, three, two, one, let go. <laughs> thank you for the introduction. I appreciate that. Take it away. Um, all right. <laughs> Well, Octavia Spencer, she is getting a Hollywood star. Um, she received a Hollywood star a couple of days ago with her friend Will Ferrell. It's crazy so. Um, Spencer, I never knew, um, graduated from Auburn. And she remembered driving out to L.A. from Montgomery, Alabama, 26 years ago in a 10-year-old car with $3,000 her suitcase and a 40-inch tube television. And she said her dreams, and her dreams have truly come true. So uh, kudos to um, Octavia Spencer for getting the star. All right. Um, also in the news, Celine Dion. Um, she revealed on, I believe it was on Twitter or Facebook, um, that she has an incurable neurological disorder. Um, which is called the um, shift person syndrome. This is one in a million um, diagnoses. Um, these are um, symptoms of um, it, it, it. I'm sorry. It's a syndrome experienced rigid with uh, her torso and her limbs that make it rigid, um, as well as muscle spasms that can occur at random or in response to certain stimulus. Um, I guess this is devastating to Celine Dion fans. Um, I've never seen her live, but 
um, I was a fan as well. But uh, I guess we just have to continue on with the story and see what happens. But, uh, you know, anything's possible. So uh, we shall see. Also, Kirk Franklin, he is producing a Christmas uh, story. Um, I noticed a lot of uh, black entertainers are producing um, black Christmas stories. Uh, Lifetime original movie. It includes um, Luke James, um, Maria Turner, and uh, Notori uh, Naughton, which is the actress that played in, um, I forgot the series she played in with the four girls that were singing. I forgot. She also played in... um, not dream girls. Oh, power. She played in power. Okay, right. So this is a lifetime original movie um, that Kirk Franklin is producing. Uh, it's on BT.com, and he's the executive producer of the film. So it should be coming out. Um, comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow night on the tenth. Also, um, they had the premiere of uh, the next chapter of The Best Man. It's called The Best Man Final Chapter. The Red Carpet Affair they had um, a couple of days ago. And it comes out on December the 22nd. Um, of course, Neil Long, Tay Diggs, Morris Chestnut, of course, our hometown girl, Regina Hall. Um, also, um, Malcolm D. Lee, one who wrote it. Uh, they took to the red carpet, like I said, a couple of days ago. Um, people who attended were Lance Gross, um, Tina Knows Lawson. Okay, and some big wigs attending the red carpet. That was pretty cool. Um, and like I said, Nia Long. Uh, as everybody knows, Nia Long, she was in a relationship with the um, coach that uh, got suspended for having an affair with one of his employees. But now they have broken that relationship they were together for 13 years, but, hey, she said, forget that. I guess she said, bye, Felicia. But uh, their relationship is over with. Um, also, Will Smith. He is coming out with a new movie, Emancipation Premiere. Uh, that premiered um, a couple of days ago as well. comes out tonight. Um, so it goes on to say, eight months after Will Smith. Uh, dealt the infamous slap that threatened to taunt his image forever. He returned um, to his first red carpet since the Oscar night. So uh, the full, everybody was in effect. The whole family was there supporting him. Um, This comes on Apple TV, and that premieres uh, tonight. So you guys check it out. It's it's called Emancipation. So it's going to be interesting, the reviews that he has. Um, he had big wigs come out like Kenya Barris, Tyler Perry, Dave Chappelle, Rihanna. Um, they came to the premiere, so who knows? It might help them. And uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly, the straight R&B singer in prison for sexual trafficking, releases a new album. you believe that? He's been sentenced for 30 years. So I, guess he, I guess he said, what else I got to do? Um, it's a 13-song album uh, credited to Kelly as the main writer with uh, Dee Johnson as producer. Um, covers um, unusual Kelly terrain on tracks like I Got It and Good Old Days, 
Um, wow, interesting. Uh, will he win, win an award for, for for this album? Who knows? I guess we just have to sit back and wait and see. But uh, yeah, R. Kelly, he's still making music behind bars. That's my Hollywood wrap up. All right. Boy, you got some good ones tonight. Thank you so much, Shadow. Uh-huh. Oh, I had one last addition for you. Tina Tina and Ike Turner's son, Ronnie, passed away, age 62. Oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. That was, that was his son together, or? I would yeah, assume it said Tina and Ike's yeah, son. Yeah, 62. I'm sure he was uh, okay. around back in the day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Turner family. Oh, boy. Yeah, but that, I mean, I, I just kept looking at it like, wait, 62? Like, well, Tina yeah, can't be more than, that's she's the guy, I guess. Yeah, she's 80 in her 80s. Wow. All right, Tina. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle, for the Hollywood wrap-up. And Papa Didi, can you explain what is the Kiss It list? The Kiss It list. Oh, boy. That was the, the list of all of the people that are are, are behind the shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> the first person we'll put on the Kiss It list will be your girl that went to an independent uh, party. Yeah. Kristen Cinema. Kristen Cinema, trying to be on the right side of white. That's how you do it. I'm just hoping that a black person come along that wants to be the first Democrat or something, and they vote them over and then huh. bounce her ass out. Because see, now being independent, she can't hold on to anything. You don't have a strong Republican Party. You don't have a strong Democrat Party. You, you're in the middle. You can still win, like your boy from Vermont. What's his name? Uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Independent wins all the time. But yeah. Who else knows his ass up in nosebleed ass section of her mind? Well, I'm adding all the people who are pissed off that Brittany Griner was brought home. I don't understand the anger over this. I really don't. So, for all those people that are pissed off about that, too bad. You're on the kiss it list. Uh, Also, Mindy Stevens. That's the lady in Wichita who... Deposited 50 pounds of human poop at the police station and refused to come back and retrieve it. And we still don't know where she got it. That's some wild stuff. Well, I think the wildest thing about this story is that she didn't get arrested. Well, they did. Well, yeah, no. she had to post bail. It was a bunch of, right, but, you know, $2,000, was it 10% of 2000 $200? Or? I don't know. But anyway, Mindy Stevens, you're on the kiss it list. Uh, the Republican Party for spending all that money on the uh, Herschel Walker campaign. Oh, my God. What was it again? Three hundred and three hundred and twenty million million. Yeah. And this is only between, I mean, the election was this year. Yeah. So how do you give that much money in one tax bracket year? Shit. Well, I guess it wasn't all the republic. It was that combination yeah, that's of what I mean. um, the whole campaign, the, the Democrats mm-hmm. and the Republicans combined. So you ought to have spent all that money 
in the state of Georgia where there is like so much need in the state of Georgia That's that, what I'm that, saying that money could have gone to so many other places. And y'all spend it on the campaign. That's crazy. Uh, anybody else? Trump for lying as usual. Yeah. Oh, Trump. Uh, which one is it, Eric? I Eric, forgot which one is no, his the son. Junior. The, the one junior that says some crazy crap. Is that the one that made that comment about how his father saved Christianity? Yeah, that was Junior. Yeah. Okay. Well, Eric. Junior. Eric doesn't usually talk. You know. Eric's. A, you know. He's a. He's a. He's a well, made man. Well, there's probably a very good reason why he doesn't talk. Cause he shouldn't. Because you say ignorant things when you speak, Airwick. You should not do that, Airwick. So, he's on the kiss it list. Anybody else? Kel, you got any uh, names for the list? I think y'all covered everybody. Well, Roger Cadell, Kraft, I've heard from him in ages. Tom Brady, the usual. <laughs> yeah. Usual. I'm not retiring. Oh, <laughs> uh, Snyder. Don't forget him. Dan Snyder. Oh, oh, for sure, yeah. The commander. He's gone. Good written. <laughs> yes. And don't forget Bill Belichick. Bill of Belichick. the New England Patriots. Yeah. When are you going to retire? Are you waiting for Kraft to die? What the oh hell my are you God. doing? He's, he's pumping so much money to him. It doesn't. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, but wow. my goodness, you know, sometimes you got so much crap in that stadium. When you when you die, that shit's gonna still be there as long as he's been there. But one of his sons, I think one of his sons is a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, one or two. But they they have crapped all on it. They have crapped all on them Patriots, man. So, but I didn't. That's probably why Brady left. That's probably why he left. And I've got one last entry. It's not the Mm -hmm. people. I'm I'm speaking of the. The circumstance. There are more mm. people now that just this week accused Bill Cosby of rape again. Not again. These are new, yeah. new uh, accusations. Mm. And I just feel like you know, when is enough enough? Exactly. You know, I think that the. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm all for you know, if something happened to you, you should speak out. Okay, that goes without saying. But at some point. When you're talking about something that happened in back in 1970 or whenever the heck it was, I mean the man's already gone to jail for it. Finally got mm-hmm. out. I, I can't. I just yeah, can't believe that this is. And then still you got people wanting to break the law and wonder why he was. Conv- why did they? You know they know what they did when they messed up and, and opened up a mm-hmm. sealed confession because he paid why? for that because. It was already a civil suit. Exactly. He paid for it. He said, all right, well, look, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to pay a sudden such amount of money. And then all the people that claimed that he raped me, too, and they all sitting on the audience like, I'm like, what the hell? What the hell do y'all, what do y'all want? Because somebody throw a few dollars in front of y'all, all they all going to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at mm-hmm. your boy, the NFL player, you know. Yeah, and now there's a new crop of of A new crop of people. Like, well, only oh, because gosh, that particular really? jurisdiction of uh, – of lawmakers in that area, they're so damn embarrassed from what they did. They're trying to do anything they can to get them back. I mean, my goodness, you don't have nothing else on the on the table that you can look at I as opposed know. to messing with the. Well, like I said, I'm not focusing on the people involved. I'm saying the situation is on the kiss it list. Yeah. So well. that's everybody and everything. We have a special Christmas gift early 
for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And here's Kiss my entire ass. All right, welcome back to the John Party. When he was Papa DJ, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. And it's time for the last word. The last word. What is your last word, Papa DJ? Well. Last word. My last word. Mm-hmm. Well, on a somber note, I'd just like to wish a heavenly happy birthday to my son. Uh... He passed away on April 21st, 2021. He, he died of a particular type of cancer. And uh, I won't say his age on air because that'll probably expose my age and ain't none of y'all business. But, uh, <laughs> but um, today's his birthday, December 9th. And uh, I've been thinking about him all day. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's a very uh, humbling situation, the date, the birth date, the death date, everything that goes along with uh, losing our dearly departed. So happy heavenly birthday. Rest in peace and power, my son. All right. Amen to that. Uh, I would also like to... And to the list of condolences, condolences to a good friend of ours. I'll just use her nickname, Elf. We're so sorry to hear about the loss of your mom. We're with you and the family. If there's anything we can do, let us know. But we've got you back at the pajama party, Elf. And that is my last word. Kettle? All righty. Yes, I'm still here. Um, my last word, um, thanks to all the listeners out there from Cali to um, on the East Coast. Um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Deezer, airpajamaparty.com. Um, yeah, just check us out every Friday night. And uh, we're going to do the same thing again next Friday night. Um, also a special shout out to, uh, birthday tomorrow, um, our DC homegrown, Regina Hall, um, that's ironic, her movie comes out the same month as her birthday, but her hey. actual birthday is, uh, is tomorrow, so happy birthday. Mm. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just, just be safe out there and, hey. 
That's my last word. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, as Kettle said, thanks for listening. Check us out on your favorite podcast wherever you get yours. You can find us there too. We're everywhere. <laughs> uh, we gonna say good night and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And good night, everybody. Until we do it again next week. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. No.